Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's get ready to rumble! Hey there! Do you like films? Do you like wrestling from the 2000s? Do you want to see a film about wrestling from the 2000s? Well, WrestleTalk are hosting a special screening of Ready to Rumble for its 19th anniversary at the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square on May 7th, 2019. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! Myself, Ollie Davis, Luke Cohen, Laurie Blake, Randy Andy Dat. Some Pequenel and maybe a few other surprises will be in attendance for a meet and greet before the film. And then stick around after the screening for a special Wrestle Ramble podcast recording where we'll talk in depth about David Arquette winning the WCW Championship to promote the film and what it did for the wrestling industry. Would that be raw sewage I'm smelling? They kind of always liked that smell. If you've not seen Ready to Rumble before, come see the sports entertainment epic The Detroit News Said manages to insult not only only pro wrestlers, but also their fans. Brittany, let's go out again. We'll talk about me and you. The Matt-based masterpiece the New York Post called a toilet humor farce proud of its own crudeness. Your sister shot her first perp today. That's nice, Gammy. And if that doesn't tempt you, the Orlando Sentinel said of this barn burner brilliance, yes, film fans, there is a new worst movie of all time. Any match, any time. The Steel Cage. Steel Cage wins. So come see... Shut up, Randy! Shut up, up. you're not part of this! So come see Ready to Rumble at the Prince Charles Cinema on May 7th with your friends at WrestleTalk. Tickets are available now. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, SWAF Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How are you feeling? Feeling? Are you are you better now? Your haircut is looking wonderful. Thank you. It was it was posing issues with the green screen and the lighting. Did you not see how my hair looks like a cloud? A cloud <laughs> that was disappearing in parts. I didn't notice it. To yeah, be yeah. Well, I think yeah, we don't really look out for hair, mm. but YouTube comment sections do. Did anyone notice the sunburn though? Uh, I I didn't. It didn't. I didn't see any. I'm sure someone said, why is there that big... Those two big red triangles at the top of his mm-hmm. forehead, but not on the rest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every... It's actually quite a good tactic 
to distract from the monobrow. Because this bad boy hasn't been plucked for two weeks. Uh-oh. And it's connected now. Is can it? You see, can you see that? No, I can't. Get in close. Look. Even then, I can't notice it being connected. Oh, my lady partner notices it. Oh, well, I think she, she's being a harsh judge. Honestly. So she she's on, on it usually, but it's, we've been so busy the last couple of weeks with the marathon and whatnot mm-hmm. that this hasn't been plucked <gasps> for about two and a half weeks, three yeah. weeks. This is out of control. You'll notice that di- if I came in tomorrow with it plucked, which I won't because she's mm-hmm. away on holiday, you'll notice the difference. You'll be like, man, those look refined. Yeah. But at the moment, they're wild. They're bushy out on the sides. They're connecting in the middle, like I said. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, well, I mean, I still think you're looking good, uh, boss. So you're all right on my books. Okay, okay. Uh, she be- doesn't look at my eyes sometimes. <laughs> when <laughs> when she's talking to me, it's like yeah. I'm looking down at her bosoms mm. and she's looking up at my eyebrows. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to pluck that later. And I'm, and, thinking- and, get- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, my eyes are down here. <laughs> Not a piece of plucking meat that you can just pluck at your will. Uh, you said your plans for this evening have fallen through. As oh well. yeah, I was going to see Shazam, but it's not happening. No, no. I've got to. Um, You're seeing Shazam. Well, my my wife and I were talking about it, but we may not go. Um, I've, I've got might have to go pick up a suit, which I'm not going to know until I get out of here. Um, Why? Because I've got a wedding uh, this Saturday. Congratulations. And I'm uh, one of the groomsmen, so I need to go pick up the suit from the hire. Ah. Uh, I went to go pick it up on Monday because it had arrived, uh, but they'd ordered me the wrong shirts, uh, wrong trouser size, rather. They'd ordered me a 32, whereas I'm quite famously a 34, as Famous has been so. discussed on this podcast. Um, so they, they Did would, you try those on? They would not do up. They mm. were absolutely just would not do up. Uh, just run a marathon. Well, uh, yeah. shed the inches. Was that shed two inches by Saturday? Uh, probably not. Mm. Although my my belt, which is very tight usually, is loose. Mm. Yeah, it has been loose. And I'm trying. I'm eating a pizza every day. I'm pretty <laughs> is it, sure is that's your what they reward say. now because of the marathon. Or is it I'm just... not even enjoying the pizzas. No? I don't enjoy anything anymore. <laughs> just sapped all the life out of me. So some wedding suit advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to check if they need cufflinks. <laughs> That's just yeah. a, a thing that I read on the internet. I mean, you say you read it on the internet, but more <laughs> it's a case of I had to tell you that just before you came down for my wedding. That was the day before. Yes, but yeah. you were on your way down for my wedding because you were coming down for the Friday night. Thank God for stores that don't close until 9pm on weekdays. Yeah, because you went to the Westfield in Stratford, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we would eventually end up moving down the road from. Exactly. It was retcon. <laughs> Full circle. Retcon. Recon. Yeah. Recon. And I've retconned it. Yes. Yes, it's both. It's fine. It's retcon con. I, I have got, because I've got the same shirt that I had for my wedding, um, which has got the cuff holes in it. So I'm ready for... Uh, and I've got some nice cufflinks from the uh, the groom as like a, a present. So I'm now getting like a nice collection of cufflinks. What are they? Uh, they are the flower of his family crest. Um, I believe it is anyway. Is is he a lord? No. I just is he from Westeros? No, I think he's just quite proud of his sort of family heritage and and things like that. Do you have a family flower? Um, possibly. I'd imagine if you look back far enough, you'd find one, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is, though. I think I've got a tartan. I've got a lot of Scottish ancestors, Mm -hmm. so uh, some form of tartan, I think. I've got uh, Swedish ancestors Ah. uh, and Welsh, I think, is is mostly where my side comes from. Imagine if you're related to Andy. Andy's Swedish. And... I was going to say he's Welsh, but he's not. No. no. 
Uh, but he is Swedish, though. Mm. Um, I mean, there is every chance, I suppose, we could be connected through various disparate... You've got you've got similar personalities. Oh, you just say so. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, seems quite insulting, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, right, let's have a quick couple of emails before we get into the main show. This one comes in from Jesse and says, "Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, all the rest talk and screen stalker teams." But certainly not Randy Datsun. I just want to share with you guys something that happened to me while I was watching WrestleMania. I had four friends around my place to watch the show of shows. One friend that is a hardcore wrestling fan like me that watches indies and just enjoys wrestling in general. One that watches the weekly show and knows nothing about anything outside of WWE. And one that used to wrestle himself but watches when he can't. The one who hasn't watched wrestling for years but loves hardcore matches. His favorite wrestler is Mick Foley uh, when he was most keen for Triple H. Uh, he was most keen for Triple H versus Batista. Excuse me. Uh, while we were watching the show, it came to the women's tag match, and yes, the match was very dull, but when the finish came around, it strangely got the biggest pop of the night from all of us for the Iconics winning. Huh. I found it strange that in our varied group, we all popped for Iconics, including the guy that had never heard of the Iconics before. I should mention that I live in Australia, and honestly had no idea how powerful the hometown hero, or hometown country in this case, pop was, and I'd never really experienced it before, considering there are very few Australians in WWE. Anyway, just wanted to share this with you guys. Keep up the awesome work, love all your content have a wonderful day that sent me on such a journey i was like oh my god maybe the iconics do transcend d- bad booking and people cannot watch the product for years and they see them they're they're so enraptured by their performances and the way they execute their characters that they just get behind them when they win no it's quite clearly because they're australian yeah and after the, That should have been laid out at the start of the email. That's what I thought as well. But it's also, now, because he's an Australian, he's now got two people to cheer for, three people, I suppose, on the uh, roster, because Buddy mm. Murphy is now part of the SmackDown roster, also Australian. He's um, he's uh, been promoted to main continuity. Absolutely, yeah, proper yeah. shows. Stuff he does matters now. Yes. You'd, you'd hope. Um, right, this one uh, comes in from, I'm going to guess anonymous, because um, well, their email name is Hello Bro, and I'm going to guess that that's not their Christian name. Riddle. You reckon it's Riddle? It's probably Riddle, isn't it? You reckon he Riddle really is, reads the mag? Is yeah, or he does. You reckon <laughs> he's just emailing us in secret though, as opposed to just saying, "Hi guys, it's Matt Riddle." He has to. He's under the contracts. <laughs> the contracts. Uh, well, he writes, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he, but it might be a she. They mm-hmm. write, uh, hello, Luke, Laurie, Ollie, Pete, SoCal Van. I think there's another one, but I can't remember who it is. Probably doesn't matter. Uh, my Cla- name- That is classic riddle chat. Uh, well, he says here, it's my banter. name is Itamar Strauss, but you may know me better as a pledgehammer, that guy who wants to support. Mm. I live here in Israel. I don't know if you're aware, but after you graduate, you need to serve in the military for like three years, not necessarily in a fighting position. But unfortunately, because of my social anxiety and my light depression, they rejected me. Because my anxiety prevents me from doing a lot of stuff like others and uh, not serving can give you a bad name and will be writing into your resume, it was important for me to still serve, but I still had one choice. I could be volunteering in the army. After... Um, and so after a process of around a year and a half, I finally got the yes. So now I volunteer to the army, which means I will serve only a year and go home every day and have weekends off. So it's more like a new job. And my resume will say that I served like everyone else and I can keep with my therapy and maybe still work the odd job from time to time so I can keep earning a decent amount of money. Thank you for entertaining me for almost two years that I've known you and exposing me to a great larger world of pro wrestling and keep on being yourselves and always keep a smile on your face. Yes, even you, Randy, still not saying hello, though. That's one way round it, isn't it? To to wish him well 
but not say, say hello. hello. Well, congratulations to you. I'm glad that everything worked out for you. Uh, we've got another email. Oh, I d- I, this adds nothing to the conversation. I used to work with an editor. He was mm. awesome. Who uh, who served as like this happened to him. Like he was very anti war and everything. But that the culture is in Israel that you you serve. Mm. It's it's uh, what do they call it? It's not conscription because that would imply they go to war. But mandatory. Mandatory. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay, I'll go and be a tank gunner. And he just so, ha- he just never knew he's an amazing tank gunner. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I think he still holds some records yeah. in the little bit he was a part Guinness of. Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. <laughs> I just, he's just, he just bashed it out one day. Yeah. He was telling me the story when we're sitting editing some top 40 music pop hits. You're putting uh, in your in little a, facts. In another, in another life. I was like, tell me all of the things about the guns you shot. What, what would they shoot at if they're not going to war? I don't know. Target practice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't remember. I, just, I sort of shut down after he said he was a, ta- a tank gunner. My uh, friend was uh, in the army, uh, British military, and he was um, he trained in various different aspects of it. He was a soldier at one point. He did like Afghanistan and, and places like that. And... Um, he once said that when he was um, learning to be a pilot, um, they would just sort of like take you up and you'd start flying. And then after a while, they would just shut off all the engines. Mm. And then it's basically up to you then to work out as quickly as possible to get them back on and so that you don't yeah. die. Well, they do that in normal flight tests as well because you've got to stall the engine. You've got mm. to show that you can recover the plane after it's completely shut down. Uh, Anna's dad has just got... His pilot's license. Oh, really? This is sort of circus <laughs> I move in. And yeah, that was the big thing that he was scared. He wasn't scared about because he's not a man who really gets scared. Uh, but he, he was just like, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so it's tomorrow. Um, the, the, the only thing I'm a bit nervous about is when they turn all the engines off and I've got to restart the plane as it free falls. I'm like, so you're a bit nervous. I'm now, I, th- I just imagine you're going to die now. I know. My friend told me that story like 10 years ago, and it still makes me anxious. Because nobody knows how planes stay up there anyway. No. No, but it's just a thing. Magic. Magic. Absolutely magic. Right, well, let's crack on into a magical show, shall we say. Uh, It wasn't really. Uh, But talking about this week's Smackdown Live, um, but most talking about the Superstar Shake-Up and how it has incredibly bolstered their women's division seemingly by accident. Here's the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought this would be an interesting topic point for us because in the lead up to WrestleMania and before that as well, we were talking about how the SmackDown women's division was woefully bad. Well, they booked it all around Charlotte and Becky. That's it, yeah. Uh, and Charlotte and Becky started going to Raw. Yes, and the only other person they had that felt like a big deal was Asuka. And even then, they'd spent most of 2018 trying to make her feel as unspecial as possible. Mm. And like We always talk about the Baron Corbin mid-card vortex on Raw, but there was a vortex so strong of the Ronda Rousey push mm. that it even sucked Asuka's SmackDown women's title onto the opposite... Well, not onto the opposite brand, but you know what I mean, into yeah. that same programme. And it just felt that they had, like, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella. It just felt like it was a division that had no strong contenders. And then all of a sudden, in one night with the Superstar shakeup, I would argue that SmackDown won the, the battle of Raw versus SmackDown in who got the better deal with the trades based solely on their women's division. 
Because they have got some really, really good names in there now. And all of a sudden, this division feels like it's full of life. <laughs> full of life and full of some really good uh, guys, uh, really good girls in there now that can be legit singles challenges to Becky Lynch and also the tag team division. I'm trying to find the actual full roster. Uh, you need to go to Wikipedia for yeah, that, mate. Of, uh, because we, we know like all the trades, but to look at SmackDown's women's roster as it stands at the moment... We have Asuka, obviously awesome. We all love her. Kyrie Sane, who made her NXT not debut. Yeah, because she's been in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. and WrestleMania, I think. And Evolution. Yeah, she was in that Royal, wasn't she? Uh, so this was like the the the, the official main roster call up. You'd imagine she's going to be uh, a not uh, a permanent fixture now. So Asuka and Kyrie Sane as the. Empress Pirates? The Pirates Pirate of Empr- Tomorrow. Oh, Pirates of Tomorrow is better than... Yeah, like but- Cyborg Pirates <laughs> with lightsabers. Pirate well, experience. Pirate yeah, experience yeah, well, also I, I, Someone works. suggested to me on Twitter they had the Japanese experience mm-hmm. because it feels like that's the reason they were put together. And Paige is the tour guide. <laughs> Kawaii. Uh, we've got Bailey. Yeah, Bailey's now on the brand as a singles competitor. She was very, very... Uh, very strong in saying that. I'm no mm. longer in a tag team. I'm a singles competitor. And she got booed for it. Yeah. Bailey. Canada. In, in Montreal. Canada does outrageous. not like Bailey, apparently. Uh, I didn't know her real name was Pamela Martinez. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Becky Lynch is, of course, on both brands. I think she's going to go over to Raw full-time in the next couple of months. Well, it She'll drop the SmackDown title first. It depends, because if she is being seen as like the golden goose for the women's division, then surely she'll be kept on SmackDown for when they move to Fox. Mm-hmm. As particularly if Ronda Rousey's going to be coming back and she's going to be on SmackDown too, and you want to push that as like the big main women's program into WrestleMania next year. I, I see what you're saying, but SmackDown now also have Roman Reigns, Yep, which is enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you 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 don't want to get into a position where you're actually starting to drain raw of talent as well. But remember what a lot of the Fox deal hinged upon. Ronda Rousey. We've got Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But like Roman Reigns, I think would be not enough to suffice. But it's he's got it's two R's in his name as well. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. They're not going to notice. <laughs> uh, we've we've got Billy Kay and Peyton Royce as the iconics again. That they're, a, they're an act that transitions between brands because of their women's tag team titles. But you'd imagine if they lose them, they'd just fall back onto SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. They are SmackDown uh, contracted stars. Carmella, who is a fantastic promo. Charlotte Flair, legit one of the biggest stars yep. in the women's division overall. Ember Moon, who has the potential to be one of the biggest stars. This felt like a reset button. Mm, this felt yeah. like a full-on... As someone who came up to the main roster with no storylines, she had nothing to do for her entire time on Raw, then got injured, came back to the Women's Battle Royal with no fanfare whatsoever. This felt like a full-on reset button. Now, we, now this is the official NXT call-up. Last year was a trial run. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. A try before you so, push. So we'll, we'll keep going through the, the overall... <coughs> roster but what happened is Becky came out uh, in a segment in the middle of the show and they she's talking about Lacey Evans on Raw but who am I going to face on Smackdown and it's Ember Moon who answers her first her music hits Ember Moon's on Raw on Smackdown now sorry crowd doesn't really react and why would they why would they but I thought oh okay this is Ember Moon Becky Lynch singles feud Great. Yes. They're doing something with Ember Moon. Ember has this line, I'm looking to make a name for myself. And I'm like, okay. But then Bailey interrupts. 
and then uh, the iconics. Then came the out. iconics come out. I smell the tag match coming soon. Then Paige came out. Then Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came out as a joke. And then Paige introduced Asuka and Kyrie Sane as the tag team that she was going to bring to SmackDown last week. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, this isn't an Ember Moon revamp. It's exactly what was happening on Raw with Ember Moon, where she was just the first or second person to come out in a run of people. I would say, though, that like Raw on Monday, this was a, this had house show vibes to it, mm-hmm. where storylines aren't really starting today. So while this is a reset button, it is not like a reset button, here is a storyline. Perhaps I'm being too optimistic, to be honest. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's a reset button. It's a slight revamp of the character. I still don't think they're going to do anything with her. And to be honest, you're not wrong in <laughs> thinking that. Not, not because she's bad. Because I, I love her. I've turned such a corner on Ember Moon, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, in the year where they did nothing with her. Because <laughs> when she was in NXT, you were like, she is rubbish, though. <laughs> I, just, I never said rubbish. Uh, but the, yeah, like, I, I just don't see them. Out of, out of that women's division that has Becky at the moment, Charlotte, uh, Bailey's over there now, too. Asuka's still in there. Don't, I think Ember Moon's going to get lost in the shuffle again. But I don't think they're going to be going with a Charlotte... Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan's now on the brand as a well. A lady. Yeah. That's why Carmella lost the title, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, we've got Carmella, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, of course, Lana. The, uh, you know, <laughs> she, she did battle for the SmackDown Women's Championship yeah. at one point. Uh, Liv Morgan. So she was another name that's been moved across. You were hoping Sarah Logan yeah, would no, be separated. Was, but no, unfortunately not. Because I think Liv... So the the, the Riot Squad, the Ruby Squad. The Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. Yep. Out of that group, I feel like Ruby and Liv fit together quite nicely from an aesthetic perspective. Yeah. They both look like Harley Quinn in the way they dress. Sarah Logan's there as a Viking experience participant... And yeah. I'm just like, okay, so what, I don't see how your gimmick fits in the Riot Squad. But is this again, So they leave those two together. But are they together, though? We won't know that, I suppose, until Raw next point. week. It might have actually just like disbanded the group. And now we're going to get solo runs for both Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot over on Raw. That's possible. Or they just form another team that yeah. goes nowhere. Or as someone said on Twitter, maybe she'll just join the Viking experience and they'll become sort of like a, a little threesome act. Hmm. That's cool. Uh, yeah, because she did get that... A really good showing in the women's battle royal. A huge show. She should have won the thing. Yeah. Carmella stole it from her. And we all got behind her. So maybe that's not the bad... Maybe that was intentional because... Ah, that implies the Viking experience was a thought-out thing before yep. WrestleMania. Yep. Okay, so that that's no, that that's not what happened. Falls apart there. Uh, so Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose is still on SmackDown along with Sonya Deville and... Mickey James. Yes, Mickey James, a veteran of the ring, has also jumped across. So she's not getting Monday Night MILF like she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've got to give a shout out to the Iconics as well, who are one of my favorite parts of this segment. They came down doing a um, y- your typical Iconics promo, which you know, means it's great. And um, Paige was like, was like uh, sorry, um, Billy Kay was like, I just want to know who was talking about two belts. Can't be, can't be Ember, can't be Bailey. They've got zero belts. Must have been Becky, because she does have two belts, but they're not as nice as ours. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very funny. That got a their... hearty laugh from the crowd as well. Did you watch their 10-minute video of them just going around backstage 
because they got their side plates done on their tag titles. And it's all just improv stuff of them going around and asking people what they think of the side plates and how nice they are. So that's two eyes, because there's two of us. It's <laughs> I- iconic. <laughs> that's Billy Kane. That's, that's Payne Royce. And going around and just doing this improv stuff. And there's a lot of people going like, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're quite nice. Like, aren't they great? Aren't they great? And then yeah. like sort of bullying people if they don't like them. They proper bully little Drake Maverick because he tries to run away from him. And they corner him down this, down this hallway. It's so good. They are so talented, so naturally funny in terms of backstage bits. Like, go, go and look at all the stuff they posted on their social media when they're in NXT. Just their constant hounding yeah. of Hideo Itami. <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. It was so, so funny. That should be backstage skits, Edge and Christian style, yes, on the main show. Absolutely it should be. Like, what you just described, that would be a really fun thing to play out in backstage skits over a couple of weeks. I'm really it, hoping. Sorry, go on. I was going to say it stops them wrestling so much. <laughs> and it just, yeah. And you focus on the positives. I really hope that next week, once this sort of house show week is, is out of the way, they can get back to their um, doing their, their, their challenge that they were doing, like the open challenges being the fighting champions. Because since that one skit that they did, which was amazing, <laughs> it was so good, it was so funny, they just lost this week. They got beaten on Raw by the makeshift team of Naomi and Bailey, and then they got beat here by Asuka and Kairi Sane. At least it seems to be that that's the the next feud is going with Asuka and Kairi Sane. Yeah, and you'd expect them to win it pretty quickly. Would you though? Yeah, I get. Yep, I, anything could happen. I, I suppose you're right. I, I, I get the sense that Asuka and Kairi Sane are gonna are going to win the belts relatively quickly. I, I, I would love Iconics to be a long running. Rain, mm-hmm. just because of how funny they are, and I think you know heel champions are generally tell better stories in the chase. But yeah, I, I, I the nature of the call up packaging, Asker and same with Paige. See how long that lasts, though. I think that's something that's going to be dropped very quickly. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to put the titles on them. Clearly, they put those together. Uh, with Paige, uh, I mean, because Paige can then just do the promos for them. Mm. They've always said that the one thing that's been holding uh, Asuka back is she can't cut a promo. And I suppose they just thought the same with Kyrie Sane. So I was like, well, we'll just put a, a native English speaker with them and she can do all the promo work for them. For me, it's not a natural fit, though. Like, it just doesn't work. I, I said earlier uh, in the when we were in the office, so like when Paul Bearer started managing Vader... It's like, on paper, that sort of makes sense. But actually, in practice, it seemed really weird mm. because well, he's the Undertaker's manager. It made sense when he went with Kane because it was tied to the Undertaker. But then it was just like, oh, now he's just managing other people. And you're like, this just seems a bit... You're, yeah. you're doing this just because he's still there now. And it feels kind of the same with Paige. This, these don't go together. It's like when they said, like last week, people were speculating, oh, it could be the Sky Pirates. And I was like, well, that's that just doesn't fit. Those are two pieces you are just mushing together to try and make fit. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it either. I didn't really see the point of Paige with absolution. You know, it's not like she... She wasn't injured at that point when they... Well, she, she hadn't retired from the ring by that point. She was still in like wrestling in the ring. Uh, I didn't really get how Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville worked with her as a character. I've said it already in this episode, how Sarah Logan works with Ruby Riot. Generally, in stables, you need a consistency of gimmick. Yeah. And I and I don't see that there with Paige, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. And at worst, it does feel a bit, you know, just kind of cheap. Like, yeah. uh, oh, we've got these two Japanese people who we're not confident enough to, to get over in their wrestling ability. Like, not everyone has to cut promos. Mm-hmm. So let's have... A, why are you making those noises? 
I don't know what you're talking about. Andy was just making kissing noises. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was so distracting. So I was like, is Andy blowing kisses to someone? Yeah, but like Paige's gimmick just doesn't fit uh, Asuka and Kairi Sane. And it's it's awkward. Yeah. It, it, it makes, there's something in me that it doesn't sit right from a, like it feels kind of not offensive. No. It's just in that ballpark. It's, you know? it's a bit like someone sent me a message earlier today saying like, oh, Kevin Owens shouldn't have been put with the New Day. Keith Lee should have been put with the New Day. And I'm thinking like, is there a reason why you picked Keith Lee out of everyone <laughs> that you wanted to put them with New Day? Especially because Kevin Owens, <laughs> out of, like I would not have put those two acts together. But it really was. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so the the Asker and, and Kyrie Sane thing. I'm, I don't know if it is, but I would quite like to hope this is a short run thing, just a way to get Kyrie Sane up onto the main roster, and then perhaps lead that into a Asker Kyrie Sane feud. Um, not over the tag belts, but, you know, maybe they lose the belts. Asuka has a heel turn, and they, she and Kairi Sane just feud um, mm-hmm. going on into the summer or something along those lines. Because I think that if you're not bringing Kairi Sane up as the sky as one of the Sky Pirates with Io Shirai, then just bring her up as a single star. Don't just put her into a Franken-team with Asuka, seemingly for no reason, other than the fact they're from the same country. Yeah. There was, uh, the, like, when... Oh, Asuka came out first, didn't she? Mm. So, what? yeah, what happened? You had all these people sort of challenge Bailey, sorry, Becky, Becky Lynch for the belts. <laughs> Bailey's not getting out yeah, there, yeah. let's be honest, mate. And Paige comes out. She says, well, I've got two other people. And Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come out. And that was quite funny. Mm. I, and they're like, don't worry, Paige, we're here. It's about time we had this absolution reunion. Yeah, and Paige's like, no, no, it's not you. Yeah. And Asuka came out. And I thought, okay, so that means it's probably going to be either Kyrie Sane or Io Shirai. And I thought... Maybe they would put her together with Shirai despite the backstage heat mm. from other promotions in the past. And, you know, there's rumours that they, they dislike each other maybe beyond professionally. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a, just a real-life feud there. But that is the exact sort of thing, W. well, maybe not now, but a couple of years ago, that's exactly what they would have done just to screw with their performance. Absolutely. But I think we all sort of expected it to be Kyrie Sane mm. because of the storyline they've just done with her and NXT yes, where she's yeah, challenging yeah. Shayna Baszler for the like for the essentially for the last time. Um so I think we kind of all thought this was going but like back to the, the original point of the the title of this video. I just think that SmackDown now has a stacked women's roster that can create some really interesting singles feuds, particularly if you're going to do one between Becky, Ember and Bailey as like sort of like a three-way feud. I know we keep saying we, they should do three-way feuds, and they, they set them up, but then never do them. But that could certainly be one. Charlotte. But I think they're going to hold off on Charlotte for a while. I, I, because doing Becky and Charlotte again just feels mm. like we don't know what else to do with her. <coughs> we've, we've got no other ideas of what to do with Charlotte other than put her in championship matches. So you're right. This, this one segment here, which turned into an eight-person tag, like all eight people in that ring could honestly jump into a title feud at the moment. Like Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. I know Mandy Rose isn't of the in-ring level as Sonya, and we would all love for her to get that push, but Mandy Rose has been built like a star. that We got really excited for the Sonya Deville, Asuka stuff in the WrestleMania yeah, Women's exactly. Battle Royal, which in hindsight was one of the best matches of the night. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that Battle Royal. Um, and But later, uh, sorry, earlier, uh, so this, you had to sort of 
women's 45-minute chunk here. Mm-hmm. Before this segment, which went a long time, but in a good way, I enjoyed it, uh, you had Charlotte Flair taking on Carmella, uh, which was an okay... It was actually a pretty good match. Hmm. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. They, they were really trying to get this crowd into it and, yeah. it, and it worked. And Carmella added a few bits to her repertoire. She did a dive off the barricade. Uh, good selling of the knee as well. Yeah, selling the knee to set up the figure-eight submission at the end. So Charlotte won, um, and that turned into a Lars Sullivan segment. But Charlotte... You've got enough people in this division now. And before we were saying you only had two people and they were feuding with Ron the Ron Raw and that, and then you had Asuka just as sort of an odd person. Just out. losing the belt. Now you've got enough people in this <coughs> in this division. That's ten people right there we've just mentioned. To have a main title feud, a secondary women's feud that can set up the number one contender for the next programme and a decent tag division as well. Yeah. That's crazy. So, well done, WWE. Absolutely. Two months ago on SmackDown, that was not possible. In fact, I say two two months ago. Two weeks ago, it yeah. was not possible on SmackDown. But, man, it's amazing what one night can do when you have the superstar shake-up. Where does that leave Raw, though? Because I can't think, really, of any female wrestlers I'm excited about Lacey Evans. on Raw. Yeah, you, exactly. You've got the list there. Who, who have we got on Raw? Alexa Bliss. Yep. <coughs> Alicia Fox, Dana mm-hmm. Brooke, yep. Lacey Evans, Naomi, Naomi Natalia, Nia Jax, out who's injury. injured, Ronda and- Rousey, who's out injured and probably won't come back for quite some time, Ruby Riot, who's been booked into oblivion for last year, Sarah Logan, who's exciting, Sasha Banks, who's probably going to quit, Tamina, and no Zelina one mean- Vega. And no one meaner than Tamina. Um, what is Tamina going to do now that Nia Jax is out injured? Is she going to be like like when Dash and Dawson, when either one of them were injured, mm. was like, we have nothing to do for the other one of you? So really, you know, and Alexa Bliss has hardly, I know she's wrestled occasionally, but to me it still looks like WWE are very scared of putting her in the ring because of all those concussions she suffered back to back late last year. Uh, you know, Naomi does not excite me really. I think, do, I think you can do a nice years. reset button on Naomi though, because I think she can... She can provide some really good in-ring work. And I think she's actually very good, Naomi. She just had a very yeah. bad 2018. And it, sh- and it should have been a much better one, considering she won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, hmm. which means a lot. Of all these people, those I'm most excited about are Dana Brooke and Sarah Logan. Uh, yep, Sarah Logan in particular. And Dana Brooke, she also had a great showing in the yeah. Battle Royal. It's all based off that Women's Battle Royal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I th- SmackDown has... has massively benefited from this superstar shakeup in the women's division. Yeah. But to the to, to quite the detriment of Raw, I don't think it's a fair but I think, split. But I think now with Raw, when you don't have the Ronda Rousey chokehold, mm. Ronda Rousey putting the whole division in an armbar, then you've got more chances there for some of the people to step up, like your Lacey Evans, like Sarah Logan, maybe like Ruby Riot, giving her a nice reset, giving her a much more meaner streak if she's not having to mess around with condiments and all this other nonsense. And yeah, maybe this will be a good chance, a good year for some of them to rebuild. But that also is, you know, putting a lot of onus on WWE to have more than one women's storyline going on at any one time. They'll also most likely have Becky Lynch. If she drops it, like I said, I think she'll go to Raw well, they when it's all said and done. did say on this show that she is a SmackDown star. It says on Wikipedia, too, she's a SmackDown star. She's yeah. not listed on Raw. So I think she'll end up being on SmackDown. I think <coughs> contractually, those are the rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they stick to them very adamantly. Who does the superstar shake-up? Well, it's Vince McMahon, obviously, because he came out and he introduced Elias at the end of the show, but was then 
blindsided by Roman. So Roman Reigns does the superstar shaker, or is it Alexa Bliss? It's like her WrestleMania hosting uh, job <coughs> sort of carried over into almost like an authority figure. Or Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon? Are they? No, involved? because they were blindsided by the Miz. So it's the Miz. It's Miz Dad. Ah, uh, it all comes back to Miz Dad. Every it's six degrees of Miz Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, kicking things off. If you want to become one of our Patreon pledge hammers, all you've got to do is head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and get involved over there at the $25 and above bracket like these fine folks, like Ryan B. Bag. Yeah. Get your cheap pop. Mmm, this is a tasty Tim Heidenberger. Heidenberger, oh. yes. Oh, uh, Randy is singling for me to do this because he's not actually got the notes up like I asked him to. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Woo. Yes. Boom. Boom. The tactical distraction, Anthony Ibanez. Oh, <laughs> I thought Andy had it at the stuff there. Are he's you ready? Still, no, he's still, still, still going. Still going. I think he I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson. Whoa, yes. yes. Matthew Thibault, this city. I built this city on rock and roll. It's it's Whoa. tired. It's good. Yeah, I like it though. Uh, and I ran, I ran to Bori. Not even singing, that's a good gimmick. Whoa. Oh, is that what it is? I ran, ran. I, I ran so far away. I don't know that song. I couldn't get, get away. Astounding Abdullah Alenzi. Yeah, yeah, he is astounding. Yeah. The mountain Matthew Dennis. Oh, he's taller than a mountain. Yeah, a Game of Thrones thing, actually. Big, big bad Blake Lloyd. Oh, he's big Come and on, he's Blake. bad. Boom, boom! Cult sample. Hey, I wanted to do that. Sorry, one. mate. Uh, today's Tom Sawyer, Mean Mean Pride. It's a Rush reference. It's a. It's from Rush. Uh, courageous, spelt wrong. Courageous, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is my fault. Uh, driller killer, David Humphreys. Yeah. And they are only known as hashtag Team Low L. Low L. What is that? L O. Lots of love. Lol. You got there. Lull. Give him a clap. Woo! <laughs> Give us some super chats, Randy Andy Datsum. Well, we've got a lot of them. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Ewan Pricey, who called me out for not liking beer because Tomo suggested I have some of your beer. Tomo. Um, and he, Tomo. Ewan. Do you want to try some of this beer? No. No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's I'm very straight citrusy. edge. I'm CM Punk. You I'm the cult all of over WrestleMania weekend. What did you um, drink when you went on your date? Uh, I had a Captain Morgan and Coke. So it's... you're not straight edge then because you That's had rum. rum. No, no, no. Yeah, but rum is cool. <laughs> <laughs> My Those mum drinks the rum. rules to being straight edge. <laughs> it was 0% rum. <laughs> so you I'm had a sure Diet Coke a thing. <laughs> yeah. Go on, go on, go on. Have a little sipple. No, 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 no. It's lemony. Can I just pretend to? No, no, no it's okay. I'm not going to force beer on you. Mike, we got quite a lot, so let's get through them. Uh, Quick game's a Micah game, Williams huh? says, first time watching live, so hello to Micah. Hello. Hello, Micah. Um, who have we got? Uh, Andy Grice says, so how long before we get Roman versus Lars? Oh, yep. yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. That is a Vince McMahon program right there, isn't it? Not as the first feud, but maybe that's what they're thinking for SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I could certainly see that. Mm. I was actually slightly disappointed. I'll, I'll come on to this in the review, but I was disappointed to see Lars on on SmackDown. I was like, because I even when Lars debuted, I was like, I hope they put him on SmackDown because they've already got Braun on Raw. But then when they did the Ray thing, I was like, oh, that's such a perfect first mm. feud for him. Yeah. And now when I look at SmackDown, I'm like, who's he going to feud with? Apollo Cruz, maybe? Finn Balor, icy champ, straight out the gate. Maybe. Uh, Flame Inc. Live says, did Roman just turn heel? <laughs> I don't know by what Superman, Superman punching the heel. He, he punched an old man. No, he he, he did. He had a def, a different demeanor. I agree with you, but I think that is did more. He? Yeah, he was like, "This is my yard now." Whereas the last, oh yeah, couple, he's never said that before. For the he? last couple of months, he has <laughs> been very humble, and he's been, "I'm Joanna Oi. I'm happy to be here with my Stunned mates." When he said I'm smiling. This is very disingenuous. You know what I mean. And he came out last night all full of piss and vinegar, punched an good. old guy. Yeah, I'm saying it is good. Oh, okay. It wasn't a heel turn, though. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was, it was more of a, a properly badass portrayal of what we wanted all along pre-suffering succotash. Yeah, back to the original Roman Reigns character. That, Pope, we, that, we, yeah, actually that we actually cheered. Liked. Yeah, yeah. Back when he was in the Shield. Yeah, back uh, in that Royal Rumble massive I mean, elimination. He should come up with some kind of nickname that would uh, indicate it being his yard, you know, some kind mm. of dog thing yeah. canine based what you could yeah. do instead of that is like how you've got the viking experience <laughs> you could go through all the sort of the classic yardic, the ancient civilizations oh. the roman experience oh. and then you get the egyptian experience somehow with who i don't know yet they just could, just rebrand someone mustafa ali they could probably do it yeah, yeah I mean, they're just I, blindly. In all yeah. fairness, yeah, they did that with Muhammad Hassan mm. because he's he was an american <laughs> he was the yeah, american italian yeah. greek uh, experience uh, Trenton Brown Babylonian says, experience Trenton Brown says uh, can Sumerian we a, experience can we get a we got a flying Uso from Luke oh because we don't get that in this show anymore I suppose do we <laughs> uh, in the in this new edited version um, I try to remember how to do this look at it's flying Uso <laughs> Mago we got a flying Uso I haven't done that in ages that was probably terrible mm. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Dino Man says am I the only one who think uh, WWE should have a female-only brand. Yes. Yeah, I, d I, I don't yeah. see the... It's nice to merge everything together, and I don't want another brand <laughs> yes. for WWE. Yeah, it makes them feel like a gimmick. <clears throat> uh, right, this question, I don't understand, and I don't think you're going to understand it Let's either, unpack it. But because he's given $20... Oh, thank you very much. $21, in fact, he says... Who is it? Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Oh, he's oh, a patron. Oh, we love Rocky Balboa. Uh, so he says, which Karen Dream <gasps> match on SmackDown Live? Which Karen Dream match? Which Kyrie Dream match? Yeah. Possibly. Could it be that? Which Kyrie Dream match? I, well, that's the only thing I, can think, thing I can think it could be. Yeah. I tell you what, um, Bailey versus Kyrie Sane could be pretty good because yeah. they both use the elbow drop. Uh, and well, yeah, but that would just show up Bailey's elbow drop yeah, even yeah, more yeah. than it does when she does it with people who don't use an elbow drop. The winner of the series wins the move of oh. the elbow drop. <laughs> Bailey goes over, and that would be an amazing storyline if Bailey was a heel and she was purposely doing worse elbow <laughs> drops every time she did it. Like her elbow drops make CM Punk look like he can do a good elbow drop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and he nearly knocked the laptop <laughs> over. Him um, uh, Hugh You've Russell had a bad said, show so far, haven't you, mate? Making kissing noises, messing up the opening. I didn't mess up the opening. I was just sitting there whilst I was pointing at him. Uh, Hugh Russell says, anyone else think that Lars is the new Snitsky? 
Yeah, a lot of people have said that. I think he obviously looks a bit like Snitsky. Yeah. In the body the shape and the shaved head. Uh, but no, no, I, I they gave up with Snitsky pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will with Lars. No. Uh, bad idea to make Roman challenge Kofi because then he'll get booed again. Who's that from? From English Mazza. Uh, I think it's too soon to put uh, Roman into a WWE Championship match anyway, even if it was a different champion. But yeah, putting him in a match with Kofi is certainly not going to help him. Kevin Owens is going to turn on the new day. I thought he was going to do it tonight. To no, 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 no. Proper three-man team for a bit. It's classic Kevin Owens mentality. Mm. Like, he will be your friend for a bit, and then he'll turn on you. We've seen it with Sami Zayn, with Chris Jericho. And then that, like, Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens, you've got the inbuilt story of, no, I had the match. Vince McMahon put me in the match, but you took it for WrestleMania. Is this the continuity storyline? Hey, retcon it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Llewellyn Isaac says they should put Io with Kyrie slash Asuka and have them destroy Becky and the Iconics and anybody else in a sort of undisputed era like debut just destroy everything <laughs> and then what do you do yeah I'd, I'd, I'd prefer them as, as single stars yeah absolutely really. yeah I, I, as I said like, if you're not bringing them up as the Sky Pirates then single stars are the way forward and even then even though they were the Sky Pirates in NXT they were still single stars they just tagged together as well but ethnic minorities do all seem to bunch together in WWE. And that's not their fault. That's just the way management books them. Yeah. You see it with the Lucha House Party. At, or if you're just foreign. Yeah, yeah, they all, they all suck just, into each other. You all go together and you're all baddies. Guess who this next one's from? It's in Australian dollars. Tomo! Tomo! Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, do you guys feel that the Viking experience, brackets, boo, will <laughs> vacate, be strip, vacated, be stripped of the NXT tag titles? And if they do, who will be the next contenders? And he's also told me about nine times to just put the camera on you <coughs> and see how long it takes them to notice. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. He is in control of this thing now, but we've yeah. given him that responsibility. Because it's, it's a... Great responsibility. No. Comes great power. <laughs> that's the way I heard it. Yeah, that's pretty much what Ben said. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Oh yeah, who should oh, be the next Grand, Granddad champions? Ben. Yeah, yeah, Granddad Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Granddad Ben. Um, uh, uh, Spider Guy. Yeah, that's it. Spider Guy. Um, what was the question? NXT Champions. <laughs> so you watch NXT religiously. Um, you know all the tag teams yeah. on the black and yellow brand. Who would you pick to be the next uh, tag champs? I'd put it on the uh, the undisputed era. Yeah, baby. I th th that's the only real... They they've kind of been gutted because Ricochet, Alistair Black were the big tag team down there forever <laughs> and they've pulled them up. As so you've got Street Profits. As a more serious answer, I'd go Street Profits. Yeah, but I, I, from what I've seen, the very little I've seen, uh, admittedly, if you haven't called up Undisputed Era and they have lost a hell of a lot over the last year, put the tag titles on them. Maybe that can fuel whatever Roderick Strong split storyline they've got going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, they need some titles to live up to their namesake. Yeah. Uh, Miguel8A says, what is your opinion on why Shinsuke wasn't moved to Raw for a new start? Because he's in a tag team with Rusev, and they're a well-established tag team. Mm. And SmackDown, that's the other thing I would say, actually. Although I said that SmackDown did win the Superstar Shake-Up, their tag team division is shocking. Mm. It's very bad. I've actually got all the tag teams written down that SmackDown have. So they've got The Bar who essentially been booked into oblivion at this point because they just they do nothing but lose. And don't seem to be together anymore. 
If Sheamus turns up on Raw next week, I'm not going to be surprised. Apparently, WWE.com is listing more people that are being traded. That's yeah. what I was told earlier. Over the week, yeah. Is it really? Mm. Okay. Maybe that'll explain where Joe goes. Uh, so you've got The Bar, New Day, who seem to be very much tied up in the WWE Championship picture currently. Rusev and Nakamura and the Hardys. And then it's the Colognes, Good Brothers, and Heavy Machinery. That is... The Hardys are good. The, well, yeah, but they've got no challengers. That is a piss-poor tag division. Yeah, that feels very raw, doesn't it? Yeah, raw 2018, yeah. yeah. Granted, Raw's is, Raw's is better because they've got AOP, once uh, the other one's back from injury, Alistair Black and Ricochet, Hawkins and Ryder, uh, the Revival Viking Experience, the Usos, Lucha House Party, and the Ascension. Well, they've got... Uh, SmackDown have got a bunch of single stars. Chuck, hey. Chad Gable with Shelton Benjamin again. Yeah, American Beta or Chad Gable and Apollo Crews. Mm. Do you see Nikki Cross <laughs> joining Bray Wyatt, perhaps a sister Abigail? Or am I you missed out sanity. You missed out sanity. They're not together list. anymore. No, they're, they're gone. Alexander Wolfe's gone. Gone where? Well, he's posted up a thing that he's apparently he's going back to NXT. Uh, yeah, he, Pro he, Wrestling he, Sheet says back to NXT. Yeah, he might be going to like NXT UK, maybe to like do some stuff with Walter. So Killian Dane's on his own now. He posted up like a message saying mm. goodbye Alexander Wolf, goodbye that, Eric yeah. Young. Uh, I've really enjoyed this. Oh, sorry. What was your uh, what was the question I interrupted? Uh, it was, do you see Nikki Cross joining Bray Wyatt, perhaps as Sister Abigail, or am I over fantasy booking this? Uh, everyone says this, but I don't see it. Other than the fact that. Oh, they're a bit crazy. I don't see the point of doing it. Crazy, wet hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, to, 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 to me, you've got you've got the uh, yeah. I can see why you would put them in the same imprint of DC Comics. Yeah, but those you don't need that team up. It's like a lot. I'm of reading a lot of comics at the moment. It's my new <laughs> my new reference point. It's like a lot of people say like, oh, with Eric Young across now, he can be a new member of the Wyatt family. I'm like, why? Why would you like? There's no mm. need to do that. Uh, Rocky Balboa just posted to say that he's not a patron, but he does subscribe. So uh, I'm thinking we have a pledge hammer called Rocky, who we have named Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. uh, uh, but thank you anyway, Rocky. Thank you. TJ Ridway, Rid- Ridway. TJ Ridgeway says so. War Goddess Ember Moon was okay, but I'm assuming that he means why wasn't War Raiders mm. okay? Because that's just a nickname, and she's also called the Sheen Arm as well. Um, I think it's just a nickname. She's not called War Moon. <laughs> raw is war. Yeah, but that was also in 1998. Yeah, I know. And they weren't like, you know, Jerry Springer was popular then. Mm-hmm. Raw is not war. <laughs> no, uh, raw is fine. Uh, it's quite a lot. How many more do you want? Uh, oh, how many more have you got? Loads. That, how uh, many loads? A, 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 a good number. number. Like, like 10. Okay, uh, let's have two more and we'll, we'll get on with the rest um, of the uh, Will we have a superstar shake-up wrestle sketch? From Kevin. Um, the the next one is going to be Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah. Um, rough. <laughs> rough going. And <laughs> Happy Anderson says, if you could book one intergender feud, who, I, I suppose, within WWE? That's an interesting question. So, yeah, very good question. Because you would, for, for me personally, just the way WWE is structured, I've got no problem with intergender wrestling if the promotions frame that way. Mm-hmm. So in Lucha Underground, it makes perfect sense because people come back from the dead, etc. I know that happens in WWE also, as well. Sexy Star won the uh, the title and that started women's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely McMahon. No, no, not according to Sexy Star. It was, oh, it was, it was her winning the Lucha Underground Championship. just <laughs> so precious. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the... Yeah, so... 
to, to, for, for me in WWE, it would have to be something along the lines of a James Ellsworth Becky Lynch match. I think, like, it, yeah, I, I, to, I to, say, to yeah. pay off on on, on a, a douchebag chauvinist yeah. getting shown up, like a Leo Rush would be kind of like ideal in that role if that was to, to become his Drake part Maverick of his character. Drake Maverick, oh yeah, ab- even better be Drake Maverick. If it was <laughs> to be taken seriously though, I'd go Asuka Samoa Joe. Oh my, my god, that'd be my serious suggestion. Whoa, yeah. I mean, no, it wouldn't, it, I can't see it working. I d- I d- even, even taking it seriously? Even taking it seriously. Oh, I see it working. Because Joe would murder her. Yeah, but she's like, she's a tough little SOB. She could kick some ass. Yeah. But he's got like 200 pounds. I, I, Again, I know. <laughs> it's not real, mate. Wrestling. I, I don't know how to break this to you. Look, Eli Drake. It's the <laughs> it's the way it's WWE. physics. It's just the way WWE has been presented. If you if you built in that women started getting victories over men, and maybe in a year's time, then it makes more sense within the the, the overall universe they've created. Mm. But at the moment, Joe would kill her. Yeah, all right, Jim Ross. Like, but it's, it's fine though. You know, times have changed. I'm trying we- to sound progressive. <laughs> Let's talk about the main SmackDown show, then. The main SmackDown show, uh, it kicked off with a recap package of all the moves to SmackDown. Didn't include Ricochet and Alistair Black. No, but they are now officially on Raw, Um, I guess. Eric Young wasn't on there either. (laughs) I think he is. He was definitely announced as a trade, though. (laughs) Mm. It wasn't like on Eric, uh, Michael Cole saw the graphic, was like, is he on Raw? I don't know. (laughs) Whereas they were saying that for Black and Ricochet. Mm. Uh, and then the actual show started with Kevin Owens coming out to a rapturous applause from his hometown of Montreal. And it, it was a genuine one this time. It wasn't just a Sami Zayn trap. I don't think he's actually from Montreal, though. He's, he from, Quebec? he's, he's from Maryville. But Quebec, I believe, is like the state. Right. Montreal is within that state. He's from Canada. Let's just say <laughs> he's from Canada. And the, the, KO looked a bit emotional here. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a huge Did Kevin seen, Owens fan. This have you seen lovely. the translation of what he said? Yeah. Yeah, this is my WrestleMania, and I'm happy to be with here my with family, my family sitting at ringside. Yeah, it was really, really nice. nice. And were they chanting we? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he was speaking in French to them as well. Uh, so when New Day, when they were chanting we at the New Day, he said, that means yes. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Owens is a very naturally witty man mm. and a funny performer. And he can, he's got the other side of his personality where he can just be the stone-cold killer the New Day are also very naturally funny people. And so, unfortunately, Biggie is injured. Uh, he got injured in the match last week, which is just such a shame, yeah. especially coming off of all this, uh, like, the momentum of Kofi Kingston. But sometimes you can use these unfortunate real-life incidents, just like Ali's concussion, which started the whole Kofi push, and you spin that to your advantage. And I've got to say, this is inspired. Yeah. Where this segment was Kevin Owens pitching himself as the stand-in honorary third member of the New Day to replace Big E. He was going to be called the Big K, but then he goes, no, the Big O is funnier. Yeah. Do you know why this is? Because it's also the word for an orgasm. I think it's, it's because a, yeah, it's a term for an orgasm. there's a stadium in Montreal which is called the Big O, and that's looked at as a joke. <laughs> because, like, yeah, the Big O is like it's a... Uh, a euphemism for an orgasm. I've right? never heard that Have one. Not? No. I think it's an American pie. Oh. I think that's where I heard it at first anyway. Natasha uh, Leone <laughs> talks about it. And uh, yeah, it was just like, so So they accepted. Well, he had to do a few tests throughout the, throughout the night. 
where they put this tiny T-shirt on Kevin Owens and they put the unicorn horn on him. Yeah, I like that he took a knee yeah. to get like, the ceremonial unicorn horn. And this, this could... I mean, it's already very funny and working really well. If they stick with this, this could be incredible. This could be like one of those two, three months of an act where we look back on it in five years' time and go, oh my God, it was only two, three months long. Just like Hollywood Rock. I always think of Hollywood Rock as this big part in The Rock's career. It's like a month. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to, to have them. And then, as I said earlier, Owens turns on them. Yes, in the hat. Um, do you remember when Dean Ambrose was Raw GM for the night? When we went to go see it at the O2? Yes. That's what this felt like. This felt like it was oh, a house no. show storyline done for one night and it won't be brought up again next week. Oh, do you week. think? Hey, I'm perhaps I'm just being very pessimistic about this, but this had very house show vibes to it, particularly with who they were against as well. They like they were essentially against Raw's version of the mid-card of evil. Ah. I don't want to burst your bubble, man, but that's how it came across to me. Maybe I'll be ah, wrong come you're Tuesday. Right. Maybe it'll be wrong come Tuesday. Ah, oh, that's a shame. I really... I think there is tremendous value in this in this three-person partnership with the payoff that Owens turns on them like he has done every single relationship before. And then you get a really hot Kofi versus K, uh, Kofi, <coughs> Kofi versus KO feud. Uh, and then Kofi can move on to Roman for WrestleMania. Or even Owens beats him and it's Owens reigns at, at SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, I said WrestleMania, I meant SummerSlam. Uh, yeah. And backstage, Cesaro approaches Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev watching this because the New Day were meant to have a tag match with Nakamura and Rusev later on. Cesaro's like, hey, they've got three men now. Do you want me? I'm a person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also foreign and a baddie. So what's happened to Seamus? Maybe he just wasn't there at the show. There were a lot of travel issues, yeah. I heard. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind them getting broken up. I, I wouldn't mind it either. I mean, that, that guts SmackDown's tag team division more than it already has mm -hmm. been. But, yeah, might not be the worst thing for them. But, I, I think I could definitely go for a Cesaro singles feud. Then we got, uh, then we got the first draft as it were to to smackdown it's finn bluer finn bluer is on smackdown again i'm it looking at this sense. from the people that i get to review now on a week-to-week -week basis you get the mid card of evil still intact mm. i didn't even think of that <laughs> they're all still together yeah they oh man this draft broke up so many teams but the mid-card of evil will always stand tall oh tex is too strong <laughs> i should have known but uh, Balor oh, comes out. He's IC God champ still. It. it looks like Joe was meant to jump to Raw on Monday oh. night, but he's got the flu. I wonder if they'll just announce him as like an online thing and being like, yeah, no, Joe's now going to, to Raw uh, with the United States Championship. It's so, quite obvious. Yeah, I think so. Um, but this was a... Finn Balor then had a really good match with Ali. I, I, I really, really liked this. I thought it was a fun match. What a treat. Yeah. We had Andrade, Finn Balor on Monday and Ali and Balor on Tuesday. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I really like the match. Ali's great, um, and I didn't. I didn't feel like either guy lost anything. I, no. Yeah. And then I look at who else came over across in this draft, and I think about Finn Balor, potential opponents that he's got, where he's got Ali, Buddy Murphy, Chad oh. Gable, and uh, Apollo Cruz, and uh, and then if you'd split them up, Rusev Nakamura, and you've got a few other people in there, Cesaro, a really really solid mid card if you put some effort in those first bunch of people i was like so you're just trying to make 205 live 
uh, <laughs> like that's a bad thing. Yeah. The um. Yeah. Uh, it, the the only problem for me, maybe it's because it was a very predictable switch. Everyone usually feels like they're freshened up when they turn up on a new brand. When Finn Balor came out, even after the match, and he, he you know celebrated with Ali a show of respect. I didn't feel like this was a revamp for Balor. I, I did. I just felt like this was the continued, I'm sorry, boring mid-card Balor that we've had for the last two, three years. I thought it was... I, 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 I disagree with mm. that. I thought this it did feel not, not exactly different, but it did make me think, ah, oh, I think there's more possibilities for him here because, unfortunately, on Raw, he's, he's in the land of the giants, really. And, Vin, and Vince has got this silly idea in his mind that well he can't possibly beat Bobby Lashley he can only beat the manager unless he's got supernatural powers as because he's too small otherwise now he's over on Smackdown where he's just surrounded by people who are the same size and shape as him that Vince won't look at that and be like we can't be any of them because they can just they, none of them could be any of none of them could beat Lars mm. but we'll just have them all face each other and that's fine then I hope so I tell you one thing that would change him up for me he'll turn he'll balor there are very few heels on SmackDown. I wonder as well if actually that's very true. I said this in the review. There are two top level heels they've got, which is Daniel Bryan and Randy Orton. They have got no other main event heels currently for Kofi Kingston to go against, unless you count Lars, who doesn't feel at that level just yet. Mm. Um, but I wonder if it could be a ploy, because Gallus and Anderson are heel as well, to convince them to stay, mm. reunite the club, and, yeah. and have them essentially the heavies for Finn Balor and have them as a three man unit. Have you noticed how everyone who was given tag titles to keep them Have has lost, lost them now? Well, of course, yeah. Things will get better, <laughs> but they won't stay better. No. Uh, yeah, so after that we had Kevin Owens eating some pancakes backstage. It was part of the New Day initiation test. They did it quite comedically where they yeah. cut to an ad break, came back, and Owens had actually finished this mountain of pancakes. Under five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he put them in his mouth and he's like, they're so dry and they're cold. <laughs> And I just I've written here. This is a partnership I never knew I wanted. Yeah, this, that that's ingenious. I love the pause as well because he thought he was going to throw up. Yeah, and then no, I'm good. Okay. I'm okay. Uh, we've got funny. a bird raptor promo still yeah. happening, folks. Uh, we got the Charlotte Watch, Flair Carmella so match. That doesn't decide then what brand he's on. Mm. Still running on both brands. So despite the fact that they said on Raw yesterday, by the end of SmackDown, you will know who is on each brand. Apparently not, because we still don't know which brand Bray Wyatt is on. Again, it's just, a, it never happens when they falsely advertise stuff. Yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Out of character. Mm -hmm. uh, we got the Charlotte Flair-Carmella match next, which, as we've said, was good. Afterwards, R-Truth is helping Carmella, and then... Dang, 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 dang! <laughs> dang, 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 dang! It's Lars Sullivan's music. <laughs> Big Ben starts yeah. going off. It's Lars's music. Yeah, yeah, Lars comes out. Dang, dang, dang! And he came, he comes out, and I'm like, isn't he on Raw? But no, he's he's been drafted to SmackDown. They put a graphic up later on. Yeah, but Byron Saxon then said, oh, I hope he's not coming to SmackDown. I was like, I think he is, Byron. He's right here. Mm. Datsun, sorry. Someone has posted on the thing saying that there's a video, WWE video, which says that he's on both. Who? La Lars. Lars. Yeah, but he, there's a graphic later on, and they said specifically Lars is on SmackDown. I mean, let's check Wikipedia. It's the be-all and end-all of this. Yeah. Uh, and he was Smackdown listed on, on WWE.com as going to SmackDown as well. Lars Sullivan, SmackDown wrestler. But is he on Raw as well? There was also someone saying that Sheamus had visa issues, perhaps. Yeah, that could make sense. Yeah. 
It's not New Japan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lars comes out, and he. we thought he was going after Attitude Era stars. Turns out just guys in their mid-40s. No, no, we were right. K-Quick. He was in WWE. Oh, that was the Era. Attitude Era. Yes, it was. It was in 2000. No. It was. We reviewed Armageddon 2000. He was on that show with Road Dog. Getting he, rowdy. He's a time traveler. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Yeah. I thought... Yeah, him and Road Dog as K-Quick. That was the year 2000. Yeah. 1,000 years before the busted <laughs> sang about the year 3000. Yeah, exactly. Good grief. Yeah. The man's ageless. He really is. Um, but yeah, so okay, I don't look at our truth and think classic Attitude You were the Attitude Era, because <laughs> he looks younger than Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, but yet, um, Lars lays out truth and then turned to Carmella. So like, it was like King Kong. Yeah. That's what I, uh, the vibes I was getting here. No, King Kong's kind of like, oh, I'm, I love you really. But this was... <laughs> uh, so he's like a, a pervy a King Kong. Yeah. Creepy King Kong. Pervy King Creepy Kong. Kong. Creepy Kong. <laughs> yeah. So Creepy Kong <laughs> sort of... Yeah, Carmella backed away while Lars kept on being creepy. <laughs> I'm lurking. I'm going to lurk backstage. Lurking, lurking by your showers. <laughs> and uh, I, I have your pants in my pocket. Head a running powerbomb on truth. Yes. So yeah, good. The flying headbutt seems to be a thing of the Excellent. past. There's a... Advert for the Shield's final chapter on the WWE Network, which is, I believe, a house show match this Sunday that's going to be broadcast live. Oh, really? I thought it was just a documentary. That's what I thought. But then they said on Wrestling Observer, or maybe I misheard, that it's actually going to be a house show. Just not the whole show, just that match. Hmm. Uh, it's like a little thing. That is my understanding as well. That mm -hmm. is going to be a live show. <clears throat> oh, Okay. They've done uh, a pants job of explaining that. Then, since yeah. I watched both Raw and SmackDown, and I did not know that. I only found I Maybe only became on interested reading up about it later on. Okay, but, so yeah. we're, we're, I'm not alone here. You guys didn't no, know no, that I from didn't, the shows either. Not right? from the show. Okay, I good. didn't get that from the show. Okay, cool. I was uh, thought I was being an idiot for. I, a second. I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, uh, that sounds like a big deal. It also feels like they've been breaking up for two months. Yeah. It's a long farewell Because I did think as well, well, it seems like a bit of a rubbish documentary as well, because the final chapter was one match mm. that got thrown together at the last minute. Or maybe they just keep loads of talking heads with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I took them out. I, I took, took each one. Took Why don't they do more kayfabe documentaries on WWE as if it's been made by the heel? Oh, that's a great idea. Like Baron Corbin does like the mid-card of Evil Best Of. Like, no, Baron Corbin just hosts Baron Corbin's Greatest Moments. Yeah. <laughs> And, and yeah, it's, it's like a top ten list. Exactly, yeah. Editing out all the bits where he was made to look stupid. Yeah. Like, f like purposely editing stuff. Like, And then I had a match against Bar uh, Braun Strowman at TLC and then fudged together a load of clips, almost like The Simpsons. Mm. I touched her sweet can. Yeah. And yeah, and then he wins. I was, uh, I was cheated out of the money in the bank cash-in. And you make it look like John Cena had more to <laughs> yeah. do with it than, than actually was real. Yeah. I guess Elias had something similar to that. He had like that. The network album thing, special yeah. album thing. Uh, but yeah, th th that's stuff I would watch on the network rather than... Table for Three. Swerved. <laughs> I like Table for Three. Uh, we got I liked Swerved. Yeah. It was fun, but, it was fun <coughs> for one episode. 
It's it's not really a thing I'm going to pay nine ninety nine a month for. Oh man, they had you wrong. They thought it was going to be Jackass and Jerry Springer. That's what'll get you signing up for the network in twenty fourteen. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch had her announcement, and that's when all the women came out. Then it turned into an eight person tag. Hardy which, Boys. Which, which, oh. Same pinned uh, Peyton Royce mm. in that match, setting up a possible tag match for them in the future with the elbow. Yeah. And the Hardy Boys had a promo, said they're hurting from the last beatdown, but. We're the tag team champions. They're the best tag team in space and time. Mm, which is, of course, a very broken piece of verbiage. Yeah, but they uh, are just—they are classic Hardy Boys. Oh, it's yeah. They really—if they want to have any longevity with these belts, they need to turn broken. I'll be honest; they are going to have some longevity with these belts because there's no <laughs> one that can take them off them. Then we got the promo that Buddy Murphy is coming to SmackDown. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. So happy. This is great, great news. Yeah. Great news. We've been pushing for uh, a real continuity call-up for Buddy Murphy for since Superstar. No, it wasn't called that. Super Super Showdown. Showdown. All the way back in October. Yeah. Um, I actually think since he went to like 205 Live and he was doing that gimmick where he was just only mm. underweight and he was dominating everyone. A biscuit away. The best kept secrets. Yeah. I thought it was such a good gimmick and he's got such a cool finisher and he's got a good look and physique about him. I thought this guy could be an absolute star on, a, on an actual show that people want to watch. Um, so I'm so happy to see that he's on SmackDown here. But I do feel like we should add in we also said the same thing about Sanity last year. We said the same thing about Andrade last year. We said the same, same thing about Ember Moon last year. Remember when we kept fantasy booking all... Gallows and Anderson went across to SmackDown. We're like, God, you can just put them together with AJ. And there's loads of really good stuff you can do there. Some people just fall by the wayside. And I hope Buddy Murphy is not one of them. Yeah. He really looks like a Triple H project. But then again, so were a lot of the people on your list just there. Yeah, uh, He's got so much potential. He gets... The loudest slaps. Oh, he's good. He's very good with his mm. slaps. Uh, but yeah, that is for now brilliant. We're very much behind that. Move. Yeah. Uh, then we got the main event of the night. There was one more segment to come, but the main event match was the New Day and the Big O, Kevin Owens, taking on the League of Nations, <laughs> yep. Cesaro, Rusev, and Nakamura. Uh, Kevin Owens did the biggie intro spot backstage. They had before to coach the match. him through it. But it worked really well. It was so funny. And he got there in the end. It was so, um, this was great. Yeah. Uh, presumably that took too long, so the heels didn't get an entrance. <laughs> Vince McMahon felt like he was rushed as well mm. when he was doing his announcements. But it was really nice to see Kevin Owens get tagged in. He got a huge reaction. That Like, people were into this act. Yeah. And if you're going to do it anywhere, the Montreal crowd to really get them over, hopefully, if it is a long lasting thing they can carry on that crowd momentum off the back of this really hot reaction. Seeing you so excited about oh, this makes me... W- I've never wanted to be more wrong. I genuinely hope that I'm so, so wrong next week because I don't want to see your little heartbreak. But what's it's happened? Like, like is- next week, if Kofi just starts a feud with Lars Sullivan, <laughs> and that's the direction we're and going And Kevin in. Owens is nowhere to randomly be seen. a heel. Yeah. He's tag teaming with Cesaro. He'll be doing a talk show segment with the Iconics and Paige. <laughs> You're totally right, aren't you? Uh, it's I just hope I've, not. I've been very cynical on purpose because Raw, the Raw after Mania, <coughs> the Raw after Mania really did 
dampened me. It did a number on you, didn't it? It did a number on me. So I was like, well, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt anymore, WWE. So I've been the guy just saying, no, yep, but it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. But all of that has channeled my natural optimism into this (laughs) out of nowhere new day Kevin Owens partnership. Yeah. I might go mad if if this doesn't work. Anyway, this was a fun match. Very house show feel. Yeah. And the baby faces won. Yeah, good. Uh, Kevin won uh, with the sharpshooter. Uh, Vince was watching backstage. Smiling. Smiling. At Kofi Kingston, his sworn enemy. Yep. But Kevin Owens, who he did have replace Kofi Kingston, that wasn't, that wasn't brought up on, uh, on this show, was it? Why would they? Uh, we got that Doll's House promo for Bird Raptor um, with the Annabelle doll at the end. We think it's Bird Raptor. I'd, I'd assume it could it's just be different, completely different acts. Hey, I saw someone say it could be Eric Young, like not connected to Bray Wyatt, but it's actually just a way to repackage Eric Young. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I I, th- I don't think they would have put him at the back of that graphic if that was the case. Well, I uh, I thought Swerve. with all the people that got announced like after the show, like Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Liv Morgan, and Mickey James. I was like, man, that means you're lower on the totem pole than Eric Young, mm. because at least he was mentioned on TV and had his face appear. Was he verbally mentioned? Yeah, Michael Cole said huh. that, and Eric Young uh, has come over as well. The push begins. <laughs> but the main, and, the main segment was Vince McMahon coming out. Uh, of course, it's Montreal. He gets booed so bad it's it's great but he and was he was cycling through this very yeah. very quickly because mm. he's like we are pushed for time here which is a shame because vince it, is soak, in his element when he, he can just soak that up yeah, milk the crowd yeah. oh shut up yeah and just as you called it vince's big announcement the biggest move in wwe smackdown history or whatever it's elias yeah and Elias this came down. got no reaction. I think it was it got a reaction from me. <laughs> I, I thought that was... So what would have been terrible if that was it? <laughs> and they... Look, See you next week, folks. We've got Elias here now. Yeah. That, that's like what they did with Raw After Mania, where they build something really big and they under-deliver just absolutely horribly. Yeah. Uh, but <coughs> I thought they, they paid it off very well. With Roman coming out. I agree to that, but I thought that uh, Elias came out too. If this had been Baron Corbin, there would have been some heat. Mm, yeah. But I'm so glad it's not Baron Corbin because he's on your show. <laughs> it's weird that Elias has moved over. Of all the people, I thought he was quite a well-suited raw act. Also as well, because he's got an act that can fill a lot of time, mm. and they have got three hours to fill, whereas SmackDown, as we've just been talking about here, often feels like it's rushed towards the end because segments overrun. Yeah, or you get bits where they weirdly cut backstage at Gorilla, yeah. do a promo, and Randy Orton's still celebrating <laughs> yeah. in the ring. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll just put more wrestling on Raw. Novel idea. Maybe... Uh, Elias will be transitioning out from doing his walk with Elias stuff to just being a wrestler. Maybe he'll mm. be in that that Finn Balor mix for the Intercontinental Championship. You've got, you've got to focus on the mediocrity of someone. That's mm. what you've got to do, not the strengths. Or is he going to be Roman's first feud on SmackDown? Mm. Or heel tag partner? Where is Biggie really? He's going to turn heel on Kofi. Do you remember uh, when Elias was part of the mid-card of Evil for one week? Yeah. yeah. And he was also part of the Babyfaces. That's right, he against was. Against yeah, yeah. the mid-card of Evil. Yeah. 
Fun times. Uh, so Elias is interrupted by Vin. Uh, sorry, by Roman Reigns, which you know was great. This, this is a really big move. I'm actually genuinely behind it. I'm really excited to see how this revamps Roman's character because it does feel like they haven't properly used him since he came back from the leukemia. Yeah, and he was now in his like. Uh, you know, cancer survivor T-shirt. He was just Roman Reigns here, mm. and this felt like yeah, it felt like the Roman of old. So while this, I, I said in my review, which will be up later, that it didn't feel like as big of a deal as it would have done if this had happened last year, because I feel like they've really cooled him off since coming back from remission or be going into remission rather. And I do think the Drew feud helped with that at all because he had a disastrously boring match at WrestleMania. I think that it is a good thing overall. It's like SmackDown's got a really bright future with, like, he is the golden goose. You know, he's mm. he's one of their few legitimate draws. So him being on that show, I think, is a real big coup for SmackDown. Imagine. I know you would not have a last-minute, exciting, fast-lane main event, but really that was just a house show and didn't really impact anyone's characters. Imagine if Roman comes back on, on in February and says, I'd just like to announce... I'm out of remission. Thank you, Earl. I'll be back soon. Mm. And then you don't see him again. And this is where he goes And back. then this been is great. where he turns yeah, up. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But, you know, ratings were tanking, so they had to do something. Mm. Uh, weirdly, when Roman came down to the ring, Elias was obviously squaring up. So was Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Vince was kind of hunched over like, come on, I'm going to get, come on, I'm yeah. ready. And so he gives Elias the Superman punch and then gives a Superman punch to Vince in a move that I cannot wait to be not brought up again next week. It'll be like the AJ mm. Styles slap to, to Vince. Never mentioned again. I want the real Roman. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was weird because Elias was behind Vince to catch him as he fell. Yeah. So he couldn't take a proper bump. Yeah. Which I'm I'm all for. So such a good idea. Yeah. It didn't look like the punch connected either. Yeah. So that the way the the way the camera was shot. Uh, so, yeah, anything you can do to not actually touch, touch this Vince, old man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very much for it. And it looked, it looked fine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Roman just said that this is, this. <coughs> excuse me, this is his yard. Which you, you said is his brand new catchphrase that, catch that he's phrase. never used before. Yeah, so there'll probably be a T-shirt out yeah, for that scene. He walks up the ramp, looks round, comes back. It's a great spear it's a great on spear. Elias. He's got a very good spear yeah. as Roman. He was horizontal. Yeah. Um, and that was a very enjoyable SmackDown. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I gave it a uh, smack bang in the middle. Um, I thought it was, in, I thought it was enjoyable, but it was like it was a perfectly fine house show with a, f a couple of nice surprises mm. in there. But as I said in the review, and I hope that people hear this when I'm saying it, and not saying that I'm just being in, I'm negative because that's what I get whenever I give the show three out of five. That SmackDown has a bright 2019, and everything that happened on the show will lead to much better shows down the line when storylines start and championship feuds begin and things like that. So I'm not being down on this show. It was a fine house show. It was a very good show. Smack bang in the middle. Um, well, nothing bad on it. Four out of five for me, yeah. so smacktastic. But, uh, yeah, that means I gave it the same rating as Raw last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, as I've said before, there's different scales there. <laughs> this uh, A four out of five on SmackDown is a six out of five for Raw. Yeah. Did yeah. you um, Have you looked at the poll results no, from I yesterday's video? I don't want to look. Yeah, it's very much average. And, um, oh, I was one rating point Well, off. there was basically a tie then for Core and 20%. Paul. Let's have some... 
questions, Randy Andy Datsun. And then we've got to do some Super, Patreon shout Super Chats. Yes, this is a race through. Uh, first of all, I will give a shout out to Diana because she can't watch these live, but she tweeted me to say, shout me out. So hello, Diana. Oh, hello, Diana. Um, and right, let's race through these. Jobber.jj496 says, what next for Charlotte? How long before she's champ again? Yeah, that's a real interesting one is what next for Charlotte? Because um, I don't really know. Mm. I, as I said in the re- my review, that will be going up in a little bit. She feels rudderless at the moment. When she's not in a championship feud, it feels like they don't know what to do with her. I think <coughs> there'll be a uh, a number one contenders feud with either Ember Moon or uh, Bailey. I think, I think a Bailey Charlotte feud would be good. I think she'll be in Money in the Bank mm. to start off with. She'll be in Money in the Bank, and maybe a storyline can splinter off point. from that. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's Money in the Bank next. Yeah, and only so a they few don't weeks. have to start any singles feuds. No. Ah, that's gonna stall everything for a bit, huh? Mm. Uh, Star Razor, Star Razor, possibly. Uh, I think I'll rephrase this because slightly muddled. But um, I've forgotten how good Bailey is. I think she carried Ronda in their segment. Do you think she can be salvaged? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've said from day dot she should be the female John Cena. Going by the reaction she was getting in NXT. However, she was booed today. And the announcement that she's going to be a single star did not probably get the desired reaction. But I still think there is something that can be... I think having a solid solo run, which he hasn't had now for seemingly two to three years, I think it would be really good for her. I still don't think WWE know what her character is. So uh, I, I actually probably think she's she's past saving now, unfortunately. It pains me to say, uh, but I'm willing to be... I really hope I'm proved wrong. Mm. Uh, you've kind of already answered this one, but Jordan Evans says, did you guys cringe as much as I did when the SmackDown commentary team had no idea if Lars was on SmackDown live or after he came out, but confirmed every other star before or after? It's, this year's Superstar Shake-Up was so muddled in, like, th- it's now more than ever, it's like, well, what are the rules? Who are in charge of these shows? Who's making the decision of who goes where? Yeah. Cringe isn't the right word. Confused. Yeah. Uh, the Circus Kilmawa uh, says Becky and Bailey as a tag team for Becky three belts? Question mark. Becky and Bailey as a tag team for Becky three belts? Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but putting the, both top women's titles on her is enough. Is it more of, more yeah. enough of a push? Yeah. Uh, Jay Z says, "What do you make of this the Dean Ambrose farewell tour? Is it a work? <laughs> 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 We're still on still on the idea that it's a work, are we? Um, I think he's done." Yeah, I, I think all the losses yeah. over the last couple of weeks has really cemented that. But I will say, I'm going to put this out on Front Street now. If it turns out that Dean is sticking around, I don't want people coming up to me and saying, like, I told you it was a mm. work. Because who have you worked? Yeah. No one. You, the work has been done to no end. It's not, there's no swerve if there's nothing gets swerved. Alan Merrick says, Sane and Asuka, Pirates of Tomorrow, page here. That's how, yeah, the entrance music should be. Page here! <laughs> and then a mixture of both their themes. They're both going to come out to separate entrances because they're not a proper tag team, I reckon. Yo! Callan's You were doing JBL's entrance music. Callan Sloan says, Do you guys think the bar is broken up because Seamus was alone on Raw and Cesaro was smacked down in a six-man tag without Seamus? And also, what do you think they're planning for them? Was Seamus on Raw? What, for a dark match? I don't think... I didn't see him on no, Raw. No, 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 he wasn't on Raw. I, but 
I, I would like them to be split up. I yeah. think they're better as single stars than together. I've always, always have. Yeah, them. I've always been an advocate for the bar. I've always thought they were a really good tag team together, but I think that tag team might now have run its course and they, they'll probably be better off as solo stars. Ring Profits Wrestlecast says WWE will slowly build towards a Braun versus Lard. Lard. Lars showdown, I feel. Also, we need Keith Lee to the main roster. Yeah, I mean, Keith Lee is, is absolutely money. Um, but yeah, Braun versus Lars seems like a very natural, like, that's your Brock Lesnar Goldberg the first time around at WrestleMania 20. It was an interbrand promotional yeah. match where it was meant to be like this big old battle of the titans when these two bulls collide. Pff, what's going to happen next, folks? It's like a Vince McMahon wet dream, really. But uh, Braun usually gets comedy matches at WrestleMania. Yeah, so he'll be in the Battle Royal. Let's see. But yeah. they'll, do it, they'll do it as a spot in the Battle Royal. Oh, well, of course, of course. King... King? Yeah. King Rasta says, does this set up a biggie heel turn where... No! <laughs> no, no, the no, biggie no. heel he's, turn. He's injured. Um, uh, t- sorry, can I just fantasy book a spot there for that yes, battle royal with the uh, with Lars and Braun? He's still on that. So they they have the stare down. Everyone does the big pile onto them. They do the raw spot. Everyone jumps out the ring, and they it's have, just them. And it's just yeah. them. They eliminate like thirty five people at once. Yeah, It'd I be like spectacular. Abraham Penner Pina says, "How do you feel about subtitles? That doesn't really make sense. Like mid card titles for you for women." Oh, adding, oh, in, adding right. in more belts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not down for more belts. No, I don't no. think you need to have a belt to have a feud. I don't know where this idea comes <laughs> from that you have to have a title in order to have a storyline. Mm. And WWE don't treat their current belts that well either. So, yeah. Hugh Russell. Not a question, but Ollie's face when he realized the mid card of evil was still together. <laughs> crying of laughter emoji. Crying of laughter emoji. Crying of laughter emoji. Yeah. Just crying emoji <laughs> for me, I'm afraid. Oh, mate. Uh, the Zorniss says, have you seen the new Endgame trailer? Goosebumps? Uh, depends on which one the latest one is. I've, st- I've stopped watching them. I there's, try- yeah, I- there's like a minute long one. Oh, I, I can't. I haven't watched it. No, I, I, I try to have a rule where I'll watch the first teaser and then don't watch anything else. Marvel are much better at it than, say, Sony are mm-hmm. when they did their Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, which just showed you everything up until the final moments of the film in the trailer. And you're like, okay, cool. So don't need to see that film then. So, but I want to go into Endgame knowing as little as possible. Yeah, I'm very excited. So excited. It's out next week. I know. Tomo. Tomo. It's an unusual message. We say, uh, I will send a spiritual hug through Super Chat. Hugs Ollie tight. Hugs Luke tight. Lovely hugs to Randy because he loves it. (laughs) That is from Tomo. Uh, Tomo really likes you, Randy. He does. It is Tomo brackets... Randy Danson, number one fan, and someone else has changed their name to Andy Danson, number one fan, spelling my surname wrong. Uh-oh, that means there's now a feud over who really oh, no. is the number one Randy Danson fan. Uh, wrestling and Magic Madsen, who looks like he's from Denmark, so hello. Uh, hi, which wrestler should Seth's first challenger be? Seth's AJ. first challenger. Yeah, AJ. AJ Styles. Yeah. Good. Uh, Richard Ellis says, Keep how about Paul Heyman managing Lars Sullivan until mm. Brock comes back? Then Brock and Lars could tag as the squash match experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to, to take your question seriously, uh, I think it would be good, but you'll always then look at Lars as a knockoff Brock, and he needs to stand on his own. Yeah, you've only got to look at how well being a Paul Heyman guy worked out for Ryback and Curtis, Curtis Axel, Axel and Cesaro. 
Oh, um, God. Like, yeah. It, it just feels really lame if it's not Lesnar. Or Punk. Or Punk. So, yeah, those are the only two. Uh, Mr. One, there are two more. Mr. One says, granted this... Granted... Do you want to read them ahead of time before you get to them? Randy? Yeah, that might yeah. be advisable. <laughs> it's like me in emails. Oh, okay. This would be... So, okay, granted this would be in about 2030. What do you think about US and IC title being intergender? No, I've already said my thought. Unless, unless the, the universe rules of the promotion changes... It's it's that their men's and women's divisions are separate. Yeah, and Ollie hates women, so he doesn't want that to happen. <laughs> uh, I, th- I feel you, Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Love in Peace one two one four says, "Will Wrestle Talk have a superstar shakeup?" They should. Yes. Well, uh, um, we haven't got enough stars to shake up, really. We've got one star in you, and then it, hey. and then everyone else is just like lower mid card. That's how I book a promotion. <laughs> Roman, me as the top star. <laughs> Roman, everyone else is Apollo Cruz. I make Fakeador put me over. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you made some really good arguments and points in that show, Luke. Oh, thank you, mate. I thought you did. We are um, we're recording this before the uh, show has been recorded, so we actually have no idea <laughs> what we have talked about. You better know. The pressure's on, though, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, I suppose now Now I've got to be on form. I'm yeah, uh, right, we've got this email here from Cody. I'm going to apologise, Cody, if I um, sound like I'm, a, I'm, I'm very, I feel very phlegmy at the moment. I had some apple, mm. I had some apple with peanut butter dipping sauce. That is cloggy, and it is cloggy. And I feel like it's really clogged up my mouth a little bit. So I felt like during the intro, I was a bit while well, yeah. I was trying to read out emails. So I'm going to put the laptop up here and angle my microphone differently and see if that helps. Maybe it's like the position of my mouth is making me feel more phlegmy. I don't know how. Give it a go. Let's give it a go. Well, we'll be tucking into a beer soon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Hi, Luke, Wonder, Ollie, Fakador, Chopper P, and definitely not hi to, allegedly, Randy Pandy Datsun. I've emailed in before about a mental health get better, a Rusev Hay, the clothing debate, and various other subjects over the years. I wanted to email in about a physical and mental get better this time. I know I'm sending this late. It's 1am here in California, so I hope it gets read out before the recording of the SmackDown podcast. So a little backstory. I'm 26 years old, and at the age of 14, I got injured playing basketball. I herniated three discs in my lower back. Disc S1, the disc between the tailbone and the lumbar spine, is bulging out 8 millimeters. Disc L5 is out 6 millimeters, and disc L4 is out 5 millimeters. Needless to say, you can imagine the type of pain I've been living in lately. The pain is no longer only in the lower back as it's been going down my scatiac nerve. Scatiac nerve? Um, oh, oh, Satiac nerve? It's, yeah. It's not even remotely how it's spelled, <laughs> uh, but I can't remember. Sorry, okay. Uh, into my legs and my toes the past seven to eight months or so. The pain has become so bad that I've been missing days at work, not sleeping for days at a time, and it's affecting every aspect of my day-to-day functioning. Since I've had this injury for 12 years now, I've tried everything in the book to help it. From various pain pills, chiropractic, acupuncture, physical therapy, CBD oil, cannabis, not THC, experimental surgery, five epidural shots in the past. You name it, if it exists, I've tried to help the pain. I've seen some of the best back specialists in Southern California, and they have all said due to my young age, they will not perform major surgery on me since I'm in my 20s, and starting major back surgery now is asking for more trouble as I age. 
I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, Fast forward to the present again. Here in America, we have a rather poor healthcare system for a first world country. With my new job I got at the end of last year, my insurance company has been hassling me every step of the way with my back injury, denying new MRI, denying the authorization of another epidural shot, etc. After living in excruciating pain for the last seven months, I decided to take the power into my own hands and I'm paying for the epidural shots with cash to bypass the insurance company that is holding me hostage. The procedure costs roughly $1,000 but that monetary value is minor compared to the amount of pain I've been in. I'm having the procedure done at 9 a.m. California time and would love some well wishes from the WrestleTalk crew. So he's getting it done today. Good. Sorry, what's his name? Cody. Go on, Cody. Absolutely, Cody. Take it in the lower back. Oh, yes. Bend over, take it there. And get better afterwards. Take the injection. Uh, I have epidural. My, I have so my fingers crossed. Epidural. Well, that's what he says. I have my fingers crossed. This epidural shot will take away the pain uh, I've been in, so I can get back to my life relatively pain-free. Once that happens, I want this get better to hold me accountable for my physical fitness journey. At the time of sending, I'm five foot eleven and roughly 195 pounds. I know that's not overweight, but it's far from the physical fitness peak. Now I googled this. Mm. Uh, 195 pounds is about 12 stone, which I think is lighter than me. And he is uh, slightly taller than me as well, which makes, when he then says, which is far from the physical peak, I'm like, oh no. Oh, d- what have I become? My Swedish friend. Has What's this happened? turned into a loot get better? It, apparently, it's made me panic a little bit because I'm, I'm, I mean, I, obviously I have nowhere near the same level of back pain that, that young Cody has here. But um, it's something I do worry about. Young Cody. Yeah, especially with my colitis and things like that. I just feel like it's going to get worse. Anyway, uh, I'm getting married in October and my goal is to drop 180 pounds and I have a nice lean muscle. Oh, drop to 180 pounds. I was going to say, otherwise Whoa. you're weighing 50 pounds. <laughs> I read that very, very wrong. I want to drop to 180 pounds and have it be I a nice lean muscle. I want to not exist anymore <laughs> in, in metric weight. I want to be negative, <laughs> negative pounds. I want to eliminate the Higgs boson <laughs> from every atom of my body. I want to go into the quantum realm and continually <laughs> shrink forever and ever. Um, I watched Ant-Man over the weekend. It's Once good. A, it's great. It's great. Top, no, no. top 10 MCU. It's good. Top 10 MCU. It's- it's mid-table. We're, and I have 22 films. That's, I, I think it is... It's, ele- it's 11th or 12th. Oh, no. <laughs> what would you place above it? Not like... Thor Darkwell. Not the uh, top 10, but like what would you place like in the 10th the spot if it's 11th? I prefer Doctor Strange, maybe. No, come on now. Ant-Man, the first half of Ant-Man, I don't find that enjoyable. <gasps> I think it's... It's one of the better parts. I think the so as soon as Paul Rudd interrupts the nice moment between Ever, uh, Evangeline Lily, I can't remember their character names or their actor names. Actually, <laughs> those two. Yeah, uh, that's when it Michael gets Douglas. good. That's when it gets good. Hmm. Okay, well. Agree to disagree. Uh, once the pain is taken care of, back to the email. Mm. Once the pain is taken care of, I'm starting my journey to getting my health to where I want it to be. I wanted to email in and tell you all at Wrestle Talk that all the content you put out from the podcast to the YouTube videos brings me joy in my everyday routine. Spark joy. And with all the pain I've been in, it has been an escape from the reality I live in. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of my day-to-day life. You guys might get this a lot. I just want you to know how much I appreciate all of you and all your hard work. Much love, Cody. Ah, oh, thank you, Cody. Thank you so much. Come, join us. Let's all ignore the real-life problems together. Exactly. By, by talking about wrestling. Oh, isn't it? It's just such a great thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Complaining about a show that's essentially made for children. Yeah, and a show that is, broadly, fine. No, no, it's not even fine. No? I, th- I would say WWE TV 
is below average. It if is. I, if yeah. I rate it alongside everything, it's worse than CW. At least CW shows like The Flash and Arrow are consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It is the um, it's the the Big Mac, a large Big Mac meal of the restaurant world. Like you wouldn't choose to, go, but if you do need like a quick fix of something, then it'll you know it will do fine and it tastes okay. I well, and a, it, and, a large and Big Mac, and it sto- yeah, and it stops you being hungry. Although you do need another double cheeseburger to go alongside that. So so Raw's the equivalent of five of those. You would order five of those. Yeah, you'd eat maybe one. Start on the second one, and you go, oh my god. There's still three and five-eighths of a Big Mac meal left. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, right, well, let's have another uh, get better here. This comes in from Luke. Hi, Luke, El, uh, Ollie, El, Fakador, Chopper, Pete, and most certainly not Randy, Andy. Uh, so I started my get better journey a little before you guys started this segment. At the start of my journey, I weighed in at 290 pounds. It means it doesn't count, so what? we've got to move on. Say again? If, if he started it before we started the oh, segment. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to shut it down. Thanks for emailing him. We got it. We got to end. <laughs> I thought you were going to shut it down because uh, he gave you pounds and you yeah. like to have kilograms. I like, I'm a kilogram man. Which he's provided 131.5 kilograms. I don't know what that is in stones. Mm. Uh, with a 36.2% body fat. I actually got my inspiration from returning to watch wrestling at WrestleMania 33, seeing how athletic the talent were and most were around my age. So I started powerlifting and hired a personal trainer in 20. 17. I began to eat better and trained harder than I had for a very long time with varsity soccer player in high school. I struggled to lose weight until I started keto in August of 2018. Huh. I went from 275, 124.7, all the way down to 208 pounds, 94.3 kilograms. My body fat percentage is now down to 20.5. That's remarkable. 20.5 from like 30 36. to... 36. 36. 36.2 he originally was. Amazing. Just for reference, on the powerlifting strongman lifting, my deadlift started at a max of 200 pounds, 90 kilograms, and is now up to 455 pounds, which is 206 kilograms. That's crazy. You that's can deadlift your own weight. Yeah, that's... No, over your own, well, well over your own weight. Uh, and my squat started out at 180 pounds and is now up to 405 pounds, which is 183 kilograms. Thank you. I was blank. <laughs> <laughs> I've continued my journey thanks to listening to your guys' podcast and hearing the inspiring stories of others and the desire to get better for my kids. Please keep up the constantly good work. Thank you. That's from Luke, who is recently a new Pledgehammer. Ah, well, congratulations, Luke. That is very, very impressive. I mean... Becoming a pledge hammer is a remarkable achievement. We can all, we can all acknowledge that, can't we? I, th- I think so, absolutely. And yeah. and well done on the body fat stuff too. That's, yeah, that's also that's, that's of, also of pretty, Yeah, that's also pretty good. Keto's an interesting one. Mm. I tried to go keto. I even bought some. So part of keto, you you can't really tell if you can, you know you might you might be in keto ketosis, but you don't. The, the only way you can prove to yourself that you're in ketosis is either by taking a blood test or by weeing on a little strip. I bought a pack of the little strips. Are you just making stuff up now? Because you're just saying words that aren't real, like ketosis. So ketosis... Which I think was a planet in uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, ketosis is when your body stops running off of body fat and carbs and starts to use an, a different energy in your body called ketones. <laughs> which, which is what... Which are made up. Which is what the big 
evil overlord of the galaxy <laughs> put in everyone at the start of creation. And that's where original sin comes from. Is this from. Scientology? Is, are you, is this what you're explaining to me? Uh, no, because Joe Rogan talked about it. <laughs> oh, and he's had lots of reputable guests on his show yeah, yeah. that he's just given a lot of time to on his very large platform. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anyway, well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the Wrestle Ramble podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review, uh, which might be me and Laurie. It might be other people. I don't know. We're in so much flux these days. Who knows who's going to be on the show anymore? Apart from me and you. I mean, yeah, we're, we're pretty most constant. likely we'll be pretty constant. Thank you for listening. We'll see you later. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. And thank you, Ketonus, our Lord and Savior. <laughs>